0: it's
1: just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent, only in theaters May 17th. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school, you're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom purdue global purdue's online university for working adults start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu how would you like to be able to remember names after you hear them once or focus on a task without looking up until it's done whenever you want support for memory and mental sharpness alpha brain can help with more than 1 million bottles sold to date on its nootropic supplement is the leader in its category Alpha Brain's blend of amino acids and plant compounds promotes cognitive functions, including memory, mental speed, and focus, and supports flow state, that feeling of being in the zone. Buy yours at Walmart today. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to WKF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording from the bunker. By now, you have no doubt heard the horrendous story of the 10-year-old girl, Ohio girl, who was raped and was found to be six weeks and three days pregnant and had to travel to Indiana in order to receive an abortion. The Wall Street Journal, Fox News, and other Republicans had the audacity to say that her story, her trauma, was quote unquote, too good to be true. The president of the United States used her story while enacting an executive order that just frankly, and I take my cue from abortion rights activists on the ground, just doesn't go far enough they can go further. And I sit here as we are heading into the first full month of people with uteruses not having bodily autonomy in this country. And we are hearing horrendous story after horrendous story. And you have the Texas attorney general suing the Biden administration to ensure that Texas has the right to kill people. Right? HHS has released guidelines that say that when the life of the pregnant person is at risk, that an abortion can in fact be used as a life-saving procedure. Texas says, nah, let him die. Indiana, which has abortion, their attorney general, who is a Republican, has decided to go after the doctor who gave life-saving medical treatment to this 10-year-old so that she wouldn't have to be a mother at 10 to her fucking rapist. This country is so fucking sick and distorted. And by the day, I become increasingly disgusted. Today, I'm once again joined on Woke AF by the founder and CEO of We Testify, Renee Bracey Sherman, who, you know, I will tell you folks that there are times when doing interviews for me really hit me in the moment, right? Where, you know, I become overwhelmed with the despair, with the anguish, with the pain, that people are so willing to share that are on the ground doing the necessary work to help people particularly in this case help people get the treatment that they need the healthcare that they need in order to have a say over their own goddamn lives. And Renee started off the conversation, you know, emotional. And how could she not be? She is still going to airports and picking people up and taking them On long journeys to go and receive the care that they should be able to get in their own fucking communities, right? That they shouldn't need to reach out to an abortion fund to be able to get the funding that they need in order to fly, drive, go to different states to get their care. One of the things that Renee brings up in our interview is that, you know, nothing was mentioned in the executive order that would allow funds to be given to people that need to travel in order to get an abortion. And I say something that I'm going to say at the beginning of the show that you will hear me say later on, which is that I don't believe that Joe Biden actually is pro-choice. I believe that abortion runs in complete and total conflict with his religion. And it is why he has been pulled kicking and screaming to do the least with regard to protecting the right to bodily autonomy. It took him weeks to even come out and say anything forceful. He still doesn't utter the word abortion, and he still is not using the full force of the federal government in order to protect women and people with uteruses. And the question that I keep asking is why? And the only thing that keeps floating up to my mind is because he's a Catholic, right? and he's only gonna do but so much and he believes oh well and i said you know the reason why i don't believe that this is a political move because his poll numbers are in the fucking trash and the poll numbers for abortion are still in the 70 and probably now high 70 low 80 percentile now that the right is gone and so what is stopping joe biden and this administration from taking the urgent action that is necessary. And frankly, you know, what you will hear from Renee is her feeling about the decisions that are being made and the executive orders that are being pushed out as like milk toast. All it is, is asking for more research and reports. And she goes, movement leaders put together those reports before Biden even put his hand on the fucking Bible. Right? So You don't need an EO to say that we need more research. You know we've had 50 fucking years of research that's been done. Also, you've had a considerable amount of fucking lead time given the fact that we had saw that leaked draft weeks prior to the decision being final and there was no action that was taken. If anything, there should have been action that had been taken once Biden was sworn in and we saw that Amy Coney Barrett was yet the second seat that was stolen from Democrats. They should have come in solidifying, right? So, you know, people ask, why do you go so hard against Democrats? Because Democrats are the one out here promising people shit and not delivering. And frankly, for many people who have dedicated their lives to the advancement of equity, bodily autonomy, and justice for all people in this country, their fucking slow walking is getting a little tired. Coming up next, my full conversation with our friend, Renee Bracey Sherman. Folks, I am happy to welcome back to Woke AF Daily, Renee Bracey Sherman, who is the founder and executive director of We Testify, an organization dedicated to the leadership and representation of people who have abortions, focusing on the intersection of race, class, and gender identity, and centering those who've experienced financial and logistical barriers to abortion. Renee, uh, it's been a hell of a... Last three weeks. Um, when we had you yeah. on last, it was the conversation around the leak draft. What if, what if, what if? Well, the what if is here. Um, all of the things okay. that we thought, that we feared, uh, that you have spent your life working uh, to ensure the protection thereof is now gone. And so... Before we dive into any specifics on what your organization and you as an advocate and leader have been experiencing, um, and how quickly things have devolved, how are you doing?
0: Um, God. I'm a little more emotional today than I am, uh, most days. Um, I'm tired. I'm really tired. Um, And I'm not even as tired as the folks who are in the clinics on the ground, the abortion funds, Um, as the clinics are closing abortion funds, they have to stop operations. Um, We're just all really tired. And it's really exhausting, not only because of everything that's going on that, you know, we warned about it for 10 years and um no one listened to us. Um and even now it's still with the ideas where we're like here's what we need to be able to move forward the response is well we can't do that. And here's why. Um even though we know that you can. You're just choosing not to. Um and so I think that's adding to the the disappointment and the frustration. Um like many activists across the country, um, I still do what's called practical support. Mm -hmm. So I pick people up from the airport and drive them to their hotel or to their abortion appointment. Um, And so I'm still very much seeing the impact of what's happening on the ground with people who are traveling from states where abortion is now a crime. And um, they're feeling really defeated and frustrated and upset. Um, because they, they were so close and yet, you know, just missed it. So everyone is just really, really tired. And I don't, I don't know how we keep this up. I really don't.
1: You know, Renee, no, don't, please do not apologize. Um, emotions are extraordinarily raw and for you and the people like you who are in this work every single day um have been on my mind uh since the leak draft and the stories that are floating up that we are seeing in the headlines are so disturbing are so heartbreaking yeah. um are so alarming uh as as, as of you know uh just a, a few days ago Texas Attorney General who by the way is under his own indictment charges has right. decided to file suit against the Biden administration stopping HHS from en- enforcing guidelines that say that in the matter of a pregnancy affecting the life of said pregnant person that abortion can and should be used as a procedure in order to save their lives, Texas says. Yeah, nah. and so yeah. when we recognize that there is no common ground with these people, there is no exception, right? There is no carve out. Um, it is. I don't care if you're ten years old and you have been traumatized multiple times. We're going to traumatize you again and again and again, and now. We're going to disrupt and maybe put the doctor who lawfully treated you out of business, right? For saving, essentially saving the life of a 10-year-old, because that's what that doctor did. Um, I, I, I just, I guess I will, I will ask you this. Biden has been underwhelming in this area. He has been underwhelming Natalie's. and I am, and I am being nice, uh, in terms They're of the very, response. Very nice. I'm being very nice. <laughs> uh, I'm choosing my words and I want to get your reaction to, uh, the executive order, uh, that was put into effect and what you felt about the content of that executive order and what should, if you think it was not enough, which I'm assuming you do not, what should have been in there, and what still can be done?
0: Well, first, I want to go back to the original point you were saying about um, that little girl and yes, um, all of the folks in Texas, and um, we have always known that our lives did not matter to them. That is why they could not just say Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. They have actually never cared about our lives, our health, our safety. Because it's always been about control. But I do think it's really scary for people to see that in real life. And we—they've been hearings um, all week this week on Capitol Hill um, where. Now, the anti-abortion movement knows that they're so out of step, and it looks really bad that you are denying this, this young girl her autonomy and, and with her parents' support, um, that they're, they're now changing it and saying, well, that's not an abortion. If it's happening on a 10-year-old survivor, it's, quote, not an abortion. It's what the head of the AUL said yesterday. What,
1: what is it? <laughs> so now what,
0: they're changing what? the definition. They're changing the definition of an abortion. And um, and also when you terminate a pregnancy, that's an ectopic pregnancy. They're now saying that's also not an abortion. So again, what they're doing is they're changing the definition of what an abortion is. But actually to me, it's always been the same thing. Because what to them, abortion is not a medical procedure. Mm-hmm. It is about controlling people's freedom and autonomy. Mm -hmm. And so to them, they're making the definition of an abortion, anything that someone freely chooses to terminate a pregnancy that they, that they did not want. Um, And that is actually about their, the control. And, and I think people really, really need to see that. Um, That's why they can't say abortion is healthcare Uh, because then they'd have to say, yes, we believe in healthcare. Right. Um, But it is the, What abortion symbolizes is our freedom and our own decisions to make our own um, futures and our own lives. To get to the Biden EO, I am so tired of fighting pro-choice politicians. Come on. I'm so tired of it. And people keep asking me, why don't you yell at the Republicans? Because you know what? The Republicans never promised freedom and autonomy and and access to abortion. They never promised us that. They have not gone back on any of their promises. They told us exactly what they were going to do. They never said they were going to save us. They said they were going to save the babies. Yep. That is it. Democrats are the ones who said that they would save us, that they would be there for us, that they would make sure Roe didn't fall. They are the ones that are are really being frustrating. I was in a meeting where someone described, I think a Republican who's quite ultra right (laughs) as as. As a moderate and who's really trying to bring the party back. And I, I think they're so out of touch with what is actually happening. Hey, I'm David Plotz of Slice Political Gabfest. As another election season accelerates, it can be tricky to sort through all the noise in the news. Each week on the Gabfest John Dickerson, Emily Bazelon and I decipher the headlines, break down the races and tell you what issues really matter. We do not always agree. We definitely do not always agree, but we always deliver thoughtful debate and we always have a good time. So subscribe to Slate's Political Gap Fest. New episodes every Thursday.
1: And yet, and yet Renee, word. they tell you, right, it was, it was just the other day with the, with the outgoing White no. House communications director who said that you all are the ones that are out of step with the mainstream of the Democratic Party, that it's the activists, right, those that are on the fucking ground doing the work, shuttling the people, trying to keep these funds going, trying to protect people's autonomy, but you're the ones that are the problem for identifying the fact that they right. sold us a bag of bullshit that they had no intention of backing right. up. Right.
0: Right. And all I'll say to, to, her on that, Kate, your, your president, your boss's approval ratings are in the thirties. Abortion has been 70 and higher Come on. since 1973. So you can say whatever you want to excuse your milk toast response, mm. but the facts are the facts. Just because we're being sold, as you rightfully put it, a bag of bullshit doesn't mean we have to accept it. And we are not out of step for telling you what is the solution. And you batting it away as if we don't know what we're talking about. And then giving us this executive order that does very little. Most of the executive order Mm -hmm. is ordering more reports from HHS. That'll be due in 30 days. It's a delayed response. You know what? They have the reports. You want to know why? Because our movement has put them together for the last 18 months. We have reports put together way before Biden even was inaugurated. So spare me mm-hmm. that you're doing something. We've asked for a public health emergency. Where is it? We have asked for protections for providers so they don't become criminalized exactly what is happening. as what's happened yep. with yep. the doctor, with Dr. Bernard in Indiana. I will also say what has been really painful and on my heart. When President Biden announced that executive order, which I wanna be clear the timing of, it was announced that it was going to happen overnight. The other thing was that they had been notified that Bloomberg News was doing an uh, article, they had a scoop that the White House, they had talked to White House sources um, and sources at HHS that the president had considered a public health emergency yep. and said, no. yep. So the timing of that executive order seems like it is to cover up the fact that they had are not doing what we had specific pacifying. So I want to, I want to be clear about what that was. Mm-hmm. And then the Saturday after when we did not accept their executive order and we said, this is not what we asked for and sent it back. That's when we got called out of step. So I want to be clear. You don't seem to have the time to go after Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema who are holding up the racist filibuster. But you got time for me, who I want to be clear when I heard about that out of step comment, I was in the middle of helping someone get an abortion. So excuse me that I don't have time for them. But with this speech, Biden spoke about that 10-year-old who needed an yep. abortion. She's been on my, my mind and my heart for so long, right, since the story came out. Because I don't know if she is going on the internet or her parents are going on the internet, trying to use the internet, and seeing their daughter's story being debated, where she has almost been dehumanized by all sides. Because she's she's a talking point, or she's a fake story, or whatever it is, she's a human being. And as someone who has shared my abortion story, I know what that's like to to see people talk about you like that, and it's extremely dehumanizing. And I don't know what it's going to be like for her as she continues to grow up, and then looks at the history books of that time, and sees herself talked about in this way. I I hope. She is being surrounded by love and support, and I hope that she has therapy. But also, as Biden was using that story Mm -hmm. to justify his executive order, he talked about the freedom to travel, and yet he did not announce any financial support for someone like her or anyone who has to travel for an abortion. He could do that with the stroke of his pen. That's not covered by the Hyde Amendment, and yet he's choosing not to. So how is it that you're willing to use this little girl's experience, her trauma, her story, but not do anything to help her and her family get from Ohio to Indiana for that abortion? I will also say that those of us who've had abortions have been asking for months to meet with the president so he could hear our stories. And he has refused. His staff continues to not respond to us. And this is not unheard of. Clinton met with people who had abortions um, ahead of vetoing um, a later abortion ban. So my question is, is President Biden, at what point will you actually meet with us and listen to our stories? Our stories are not props for you to justify your milk toast response. We are real people. Several We Testify storytellers have been um, testifying before Congress, including um, one who testified um, just earlier this week on, on Wednesday, right? They put themselves up to share their stories, make their voices heard. They get called murderers. They get harassed. Yep. by Fox News and all the conservative outlets for weeks on end. And yet our pro-choice president can't be bothered to meet with us and to thank us for what we are doing in service of our nation. He meets with every other impacted group when they're being harmed. He meets with all the union organizers as they're you know, trying to get workplace rights, right? You know who else is doing that? People have abortions because part of those union contracts are access to abortion care. So it's so frustrating that he will meet with everyone else but us. And my question is, is what are you afraid of?
1: Because I'm pretty sure I I, I'm just, I'm going to say it. I'm pretty sure that this president is actually not pro-choice. I'm pretty sure that his religious beliefs absolutely supersede, um, the, the, where he is willing to go. I do not think that this is a political maneuver. I don't. And I never have. Because to your point, the polls are on our side. The polls are on the side of people who believe that bodily autonomy should be a part of our constitutional rights. Right? So this isn't about, oh, well, how will Republicans use it? It's that he doesn't believe in it so he will do the bare minimum what can i what can i do that will allow me to seem as if i'm making moves towards protection without actually doing the heavy lifting that's where that's that's where this administration is and so you know when when we when we listen to or read the quote from the outgoing white house communications director and saying that we're out of step it's like this is what this is my problem with democrat with the democratic establishment and leadership all together is that you all are out of step right that this is right. why 94% of the people who are 30 and below Don't want to fuck with you. This is why they are not engaged with wanting to vote for you because they see the bare minimum that you're doing right. They are tokens and they are stories, but they are not right. Policy measures that need to actually be put in place to protect those very people that you say that you're courting into your party. Um, Renee, tell us with a few minutes. Oh yeah, please. Go ahead. Real
0: quick there. Cause. What is so frustrating is that for them to call us out of step, I didn't have to be dragged kicking and screaming into the 2020 primary campaign to support the Hyde Amendment. He did. The Democratic Party removed supporting the Hyde Amendment from the the platform, the party platform in 2016. It wasn't until activists pushed and pushed and pushed that Biden finally reversed his his stance. He was out of step with his own party for four years. And it basically wasn't until he was already going to be the nominee that he changed his position to be in line with the party and in line with everyone else, with the exception of Chelsea Gabbard, who was on that stage. Mm Who is out of step? It is not. I am ahead of step. My colleagues and I, we saw what was mm-hmm. happening. So you want to call us out of step? We're out of step because we're ahead of you and we're meeting with you. We are not out of step as in we're being dragged, kicking and straight, screaming behind, asking to be left behind. Yes, our ideas are new. But pull so that they support them. We're not behind the times. And if that's what you mean by out of step, being ahead, yes, yes, we are. But actually, no, you're out of step. And that is exactly why we now have senators and we had um, a whole letter from Black representatives, Congresswomen, calling on him to do the public health emergency. He is officially out of step with his party, even right now, with something that activists have been asking for for weeks. I will also say on that comment, there's the comment that kind of flies under the radar there was um, advisor Jennifer Palmieri's comment where she said, you know, these activists, what is Biden supposed to do in two weeks? Honey, it hasn't been.
1: Two uh, weeks.
0: Come on. It's been nearly 50. It's been years. 50
1: years in two weeks. How about that? How about that? Let's be clear. Yep. Biden, ha- Biden has been in office. Only I think three months
0: longer than Roe had been the law of the land. So it has not been two weeks. It has been 50 years. But you know what? Let's let's start at when he was inaugurated. So it's been 18 months. Mm-hmm. You wanna go to the to when the leak happened? It's been six weeks. Yep. In no calculation has it been two weeks. So stop acting like this is a tornado nobody saw coming. Mm. Get
1: out of here. But that, I mean, but that's it. That's what, that's what pisses, but that's what gets people so pissed off. And then when you have the audacity to come out and talk and speak against this administration, and I love what you said earlier, Renee, which is like when people say, well, why don't you go? I get the same bullshit. Why don't you go hard on Republicans? I go hard on Republicans all day long, but Republicans didn't promise us shit. Right. Republicans have conti- right. continually and consistently shown us who they are. It right. is the party who right. tells us that they are better, that they have the shared the shared values with us that continue to lie to us. Right. So, like, I, I can't I can't right. go after the person that is telling me to my face. You ain't shit. Right. And I don't even see your humanity. And then I'm gonna allow the person who tells me, no, 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 rainbows, black fists, all of these things, we're with you, but we're with you for a slogan and then go away. Then after that, you become a problem. Um and, and that, that I, that's where that's where my anger is
0: mm-hmm. right. Can I make one other point? The the two who were speaking who said this in the in the article calling us out of step, I want to be clear that those are white women those are white women speaking to women of color who have been the backbone of not only this party but the abortion rights movement for so long come on how do you call yourself an ally to folks of color and to black folks when we ask you for something and you shut us down calling us activists as if that's some sort of derogatory word Mm -hmm. who's out of step Activists are the only ones that have ever gotten anything done in this country. I like the levels to how disrespectful those comments were
1: on a race level
0: and on this, like,
1: on a class level, on a race yes. On a race level, on a class class level. level. Yep. Yep.
0: Anyway, we're in the right (laughs) <laughs> no, follow who you need to follow. I to follow Black yes. leaders on the ground. Yes, and at some point, at some point, those decision makers in the Democratic Party will follow along. And I want to be clear: there are some super badasses in the Democratic Party who are doing the work, and that is happens to actually be a whole bunch of the re- representatives who've had abortions. Right, mm-hmm. Representative Cory Bush, Representative Barbara Lee. Mm-hmm. Right, then we've got Representative Ayanna Presley. Senator Elizabeth Warren, Representative ALC, right? Like we've got folks who are doing the work, yeah. And I think that's huge and important. And so I don't want to paint them, you know, all this, I yeah. Call them out mm-hmm. and not paint people with a broad brush. But the reality is, is how often in every other issue, not just abortion, they are also told they're out of step when it comes to immigration, when it comes to racial justice, when it comes to voting rights. You know, and I and mark my words. When in November, they don't get the the turnout that they want because historically that's what happens in midterms, But also because you didn't do anything about um, erasing student debt. You didn't do anything to make it easier for people to vote. You didn't do anything on paid leave. You got none of it because John Manchin and Kirsten Sinema stood in the way. Not activists. I didn't even really like the Build Back Better. I thought it was milk toast, but you know what? I was helping on it. Made the phone calls. I don't even have to, Senators because
1: I live in d c you're like, I don't even have representation, and I'm still doing the work. Don't so have it because you won't do anything about statehood. I would love it, but you won't do anything about statehood,
0: so I don't do anything about all these things, right, and then when they get as historically happens, the low turnout in the midterm, who are they going to blame? They're going to blame abortion, yep because they've always done that and and I even there's an article that came out in Vice this morning where Barbara Boxer said that people were it's because you know, people sat at home and didn't vote, and I'm so glad that the reporter Paul blessed—he's real good. Um, the piece in Vice, he pointed out that she's actually wrong in that some of the highest voting numbers have happened in 2016 and 2020. So don't sit here yeah. and, and blame, blame the it voter. On voter turnout. Yeah, actually, you all not actually doing anything with the power that you have. People are voting, and you are not making it easier for more people to vote. So I'm not going to accept it because the numbers, the numbers don't lie. Mm -hmm. People, politicians politicians
1: do. do. Renee Bracey Sherman, let me tell you something. Um, I know that you are tired, but let me tell you something. By the end of this interview, you were clearly not. You clearly have much fire I'm tired and angry, <laughs> then, you know, use that as the coal that you need, the wood that you need to keep going because you have me fired up and it takes a lot to fire me up. Cause I stay on 10. Um, <laughs> I appreciate you so damn much. And, yeah. and please continue to come back to woke AF, continue to keep us up That's to work. date, continue to wake us the hell up, uh, and get more people engaged folks head to, we testify, you know, support this organization, support Renee, support local abortion funds, support people that are on the ground putting their lives, their lives, and their livelihood uh, at risk in order to secure bodily autonomy for all people. Renee, I thank you so much.
0: Thank you. And donate to keepourclinics.org so we can keep our clinics in our communities. Thank you.
1: Thank you. It's no secret that the news is horse pill hard to swallow. Thankfully, there's the Bituation Room podcast hosted by comedian and commentator Francesca Friorentini for a lighter take on the heavy stuff. Each week, the Bituation Room brings you progressive comedians, experts and activists to break down the issues in a way that won't just leave you crying under a weighted blanket. Get the Bituation Room on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher and streaming on YouTube and Twitch. The Damage Report with John Iderola is one of the most popular shows on the TYT network that serves as your daily breakdown of the genuine threats and challenges facing our country and world. These days we're confronted with an overwhelming sea of shocking, confounding and devastating news stories. The Damage Report is your life raft, helping you navigate the day's news and understand the damage caused by the corrupt establishment, politicians, corporations, and everything in between. Join the Damage Report's notorious fan club, The Dragon Squad, where you become part of a fantastic community of progressives. Create a fun dragon nickname that fits your personality, collaborate, and participate in fun activities like voting for, the garbage person of the week, and much more. Listen to The Damage Report on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. That is it for me today, dear friends on Woke AF. As always, power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck.